The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of hockey. Hockey. Wow. This is just never going to go well, is it? Like, this is just like, we had a, we had a bit, and now we don't have a bit. Well, Maybe it's, this hard, is the it's new hard bit. with all of this space in between us. I know, I know. Do you think happened to Brent Seabrook? Why is... Mark Lazarus being asked about him. I think he just had a really bad game tonight. Uh, oh. So this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast oh, about hi. the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. It is October 18th, and this is our 58th podcast. 58th podcast! We are kind of loopy. We are recording this at, like, well, for me it's 9.30, but for Marin it's 10.30. And I've been awake since 5.30 this morning. Same. And I didn't go to bed until after midnight last night. I went to bed at like 11.30 last night. The only good thing about doing it right now is that I don't actually have to get up early tomorrow. My my plane doesn't leave till 12.30, so. Oh, see, I have to get up early tomorrow. I work tomorrow, so 5.30 is my, like, get up for work time. Nope, I am I am flying out to California tomorrow to perform this wedding on Friday, so. Fun! Fun! I actually get to, like, give this talk that I've been writing for the past week. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, guess, I mean, I guess I haven't told everybody. I was asked to uh, perform a wedding ceremony on, well, I mean, like, last year, but I didn't start writing it until... <laughs> last week but it went from I don't know what the F I'm going to write on this thing to I have 1800 words now and I mean I think it's going really well Carolyn's read it yeah yeah I like it I thought it was good Uh, I I would be I mean I don't think I'm a sci-fi nerd enough to really really appreciate it if it was my wedding but if oh, I was yeah. a sci-fi nerd, it'd be super great. Well, and, like, it's uh, definitely tailored to the two of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, even just being a sci-fi nerd, like, it's it's littered with references that only they will get. Yes. So but, that's pretty cool and very personal and very awesome. But so you want to know what else has happened since we've recorded a podcast? Um, the there's hockey or something, right? Well, I mean, like in the scale of things, yes. But I've also moved into my new apartment, so this is the first uh-huh. deep in the heart of hockey podcast from my new apartment. Oh my god! I know. Um, I also went to Europe. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then hockey started. Oh my god! <laughs> And specifically, Dallas Stars hockey has started. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop that now. <laughs> I'm, I'm annoying the shit out of myself. Uh, I'm glad yeah. you said it and I didn't say it. <laughs> Dallas Stars hockey has started. Um, kind of kind of with a whimper at first, but yeah. uh, getting getting better all the time. It was one of those starts where, like, they were playing super well and not scoring at all. And like, 
I'm a rational person. I know, you know, I know the stats and stuff like that. But like even myself, I was just like, oh my god, we're never gonna score again. We've got this new coach, and we're never scoring again. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but I kept trying to I tried to keep that internalized because like I, you know, you never never you know let them smell your fear type thing. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of people that let them smell their fear. Um, <laughs> On the Twitter and on the comments on DBD, which I just need to stop reading sometimes. But um, I mean, First love everyone on that website. But like, holy crap! Sometimes I'm just like, y'all need to calm yourselves. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I I feel like I've watched more episodes already this season than I watched in the entire last half of last season. Uh, you mean games? Um, just because. What did I say? I, I said episodes, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, is she making like a comparison here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Now, now I've I'm, I'm, I'm going to call the midwife. Let's talk about the last TV show I watched. <laughs> um, just kidding. Although you should watch that show; it's great. I've actually had a couple um, people recommend it to me, so I I probably will. Oh, you never watched it? I was really talking to everybody else. No, I've never seen it. I can't believe you've never watched that. I mean, I've... You should watch it. It is great. (laughs) I will. I will. I will also watch more Stars games. I will... I have to confess, like, I have wanted to watch more hockey this year than I have been able to. Like, the season started while I was in Europe, so I missed, like, the first two games because of that. And then I did finally get to see uh, the game against Detroit, because I had just gotten back from Europe. And... Then that was it. That's all I've gotten to see. And I did end up like listening on the radio to the game against the Avs, which was kind of hilarious because I was like, oh, I can finally watch a game. I was just painting cabinets and whatever. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, it's an Avs game. I'm blacked out. (laughs) Yeah. So I just listened to Razor Call It, which was actually fine. Tap it. Oh my god, the cats are fighting in the corner. What was that? Uh, so I just listened to Razor call it on the radio, which was fun in and of itself. Uh, but And I got a lot of painting done, so that was really the point. Um, I mean, that's good, I guess. <laughs> but I just so, I haven't well, gotten to see enough hockey. I've literally watched one hockey game, and the season has been on for two weeks. I think, so far, the only one I have missed is... Um, the Nashville game, which I've watched all the others. I've already done two two recaps too. So one was a win and one was a loss, and the win was the one from last night. But like my friend um, Monica and I watched Saturday night's game together, the one where Tyler Sagan fought to defend Jamie Ben's honor. That was so much. Um, so much. Do we want to talk about that? I mean, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So we did actually have um, a couple reader questions about this, and I was like, we're going to just do those now because I know we'll talk about the talk about say again. Yeah, um, I didn't mean to jump the gun. Um, I was just rambling. No, that's fine because, like, frankly, all of our topics are stars topics, so we can go in and out, in and out as much as we want. Perfect. Uh, So Amanda asks, I guess not really asks, but. What are your thoughts on Tyler Sagan's Gordie Howe hat trick? 
You're not the Jordy Howe hat trick? I almost said that, to be honest. So, like, two different people <laughs> misspelled it, and then I misspelled it because they had misspelled it. And now I'm like, oh, it's the, it's like G-off. Jordy. Yeah. Jordy. So, I, I opened... Actually, I'm... that's how it's spelled in, in Star Trek. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I opened up this, uh, this podcast thing, and Carolyn had... I mean, Carolyn was copying and pasting it, apparently, but it was spelled like Jordy LaForte. And I was like, <laughs> I can promise you that is not how it's spelled. And Carolyn's like, are you sure? Because two people spelled it the way. And I was like, no, I'm 1,000% sure it is not spelled the Jordy Howe-Hattrick. <laughs> so anyway, um, my thoughts on this hat-trick are, like, I guess, like, fun for you to get that out of the way and you're like eighth NHL season but let's never do that again <laughs> I know it's been um, how long and I still don't believe it actually happened like what the hell what is this life one of those things that I was like, I'm not I'm not mad at him for doing it at all but I'm also like this is not your role and my god if you hurt yourself doing it I'm going to be so angry yeah because so, it's like, like last year that Max Domi broke his hand fighting yeah. a dude and yeah. and update on that i don't know if you saw but patrick nemeth injured his shoulder in that fight and is yeah. no, not playing right now well apparently it was also his first nhl fight which the two of them kind of fought like it so <laughs> i mean that is I believable mean, like in my mind honestly i was freaking out so much as it was happening that i was like it like all i remember is like two cats like just Flat fighting, like that's what I think of <laughs> when I remember that fight. Even though I know that's not actually what happened, like that's what I—that's what I think happened. God, I can't. That's what I see happening in my mind. But I mean, like I get. Jamie seemed really impressed by it. Like everybody in that room seemed really impressed by it. So I guess I'm happy for him that he finally did it and <laughs> got it out of the way. But like basically, he never. You do know it again. what? Like, I'm glad he got it out of the way versus somebody else who was also had their first NHL fight. Like, can you imagine him, like, taking on Matt Martin or somebody like that? Oh, my God, right? <laughs> well, but Patrick Nemeth, like, maybe it was planned. Like, they were like... You have to believe that Matt Martin knows better than to try to take on Tyler Sagan. Right. Because that, that, would, that would not get him any friends in this effing league. But, like, maybe, like, I don't know, Tyler Sagan sees red and drops the glove at you. What are you going to do? Like, maybe he can, like, pull one of those moves where he, like, holds him back by his helmet or something like that? But it's not like Tyler's short. <laughs> I mean, he's shorter than, I'm pretty sure he's shorter than Patrick Nemeth, but not that much. No, it's not like if he were fighting, like, Jamie Alexiak. Exactly. <laughs> Although, dude, if Tyler Sagan's going to get into fights with former stars and Jamie Alexiak actually goes anywhere ever, like, holy crap, don't let Tyler Sagan God, that would be the worst. Okay, so he's only two inches shorter than Patrick Nemeth. I yeah. just Googled. Like, that's, yeah, that's clearly not enough to actually make that kind of move feasible, but... <laughs> I can't, for, I mean, most, mostly I'm still in shock that it happened. Like, I honestly can't believe it happened. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm so, I'm so torn over this because I think fights are stupid. I think 
getting injured because you decided to fight with somebody is stupid. Like it's the stupid. It's one of the stupidest ways to get injured, other than like tripping <laughs> when you go off the ice or something dumb like that. Like yeah. But um, I, I mean, don't know. I think it, I think it's just so funny that like Tyler Sagan has one hot button and it is disrespecting Jamie Ben. I know because like I I I <coughs> yeah, I was reminded of this and then I went and found the video of it. But like the last time that Tyler Sagan did anything remotely close to fighting was when um he was uh, Robert Bortuzzo uh, speared him in the gut when speared Jamie in the gut. And Tyler Sagan, like, blacked out and just attacked him. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are, this, this is his hot button issue. Like, stop doing it if you don't want to fight him. <laughs> oh. I mean, to be fair, though, that's not going to deter anybody. <laughs> no. Fighting Tyler Sagan isn't really, like, the punishment that, like fighting matt martin would be and that doesn't no. even deter anybody so like I don't what know. i it deters people i would imagine like uh it, i mean it doesn't really what deters people is i mean i'm sure matt martin doesn't hurt for dancing partners but i'm just saying like i'm sure it would deter like i mean tyler t- sake from yeah. fighting matt martin <laughs> <laughs> okay it's really yes. where i was going with that <laughs> As long as as long as Tyler Sagan is deterred from fighting Matt Martin, that's really the point, I guess. And like future other team star Jamie Alexiak. <laughs> let's let's not stretch Jamie this fiction Alexiak too much. On this thing, because we need to talk about Jamie Alexiak. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. We have we have oh, questions. Okay, I see it on the thing. We're, we're, we're oh, hold off. Uh, so let's go back to Tyler Pitlick because no, I no, we have one more question. One more question. Okay, okay on fine. Sagan. Larry Joe asks, Sagan versus Nemeth, grudge match or just two competitive guys? I mean, I'm sure it was just two competitive guys. I just It had just happened that it was Patrick Nemeth. But, like, Mark Stavneski definitely fanned the flames of that particular rumor by <laughs> telling us that, like, that's why they sat on two opposite sides, ends of the, of the, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Locker. Dressing room. Yeah. So, you know... It's just two competitive guys. I mean, although now I'm like, you know, the part of my, the part of my brain that lends itself to conspiracy theories about whether or not that's a Melania Trump stand-in <laughs> is also like, but of the two, Nemeth was clearly the one with the higher ceiling than Jamie Alexiak, and yet Nemeth is the one that got waved and then picked up. <laughs> So like maybe maybe the room didn't like Nemeth. Who knows? Maybe maybe I don't know. I just think maybe he got like some plastic surgery and then no one really recognized him as they was standing behind whoever the abs captain is. Oh, Landis Scott. <laughs> Nodding. Oh, oh yeah. that, that was maybe. a callback to your to your joke to your joke. No, I got it. I got. It. For some reason though, when you said hit the abs captain. My brain immediately auto-filled coach, and I was like, oh, it's Rick Tockett. And then you said, get Landis Cog, and I was like, wait, who? And it's not <laughs> Rick Tockett. And is that how you say his last name? I don't know. I don't know either. You never ask me. What is Rick are you asking Tockett me? Phoenix. The Phoenix. Yeah, no, oh. I knew that. Like, I, I knew where he was. I just don't know how to pronounce his last name. 
uh, I don't know. I don't know why I said Rick Tockett, but now I can't remember who the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche coach is. Uh, Jared Bednar. See, I never would have come up with that, ever. I... Jared Bednar. Huh? <laughs> who the fuck is Jared Bednar? He... And don't tell me to coach the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, he used to coach the, um, the Cleveland, uh, Monsters. He took them to, um, the Calder Cup. that? That's the e. That's the um, AHL team for Columbus. You mean the Lake Erie Monsters? No, they changed their name. No, they're the Lake Erie Monsters. They used to be the Lake Erie Monsters. They are currently the Cleveland Monsters. Though you are correct, he did coach them when they were Lake Erie. God, that's awful. Why would you change it from Lake Erie Monsters to Cleveland Monsters? Because they actually play in Cleveland. So. Like in the same arena of the Cavs. That's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. You know what you do like? What? Tyler Pitlick. I do like Tyler Pitlick. <laughs> that was a good transition. Thank you, me. What? Yeah, that was... High five you, except you're in the computer, so I can't. Um, That's so sad. I'll give you a high five in December. Okay, bud? Sounds good. Oh my gosh, Maddie. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That is some aggressive cabbing. Yeah, she she needs attention. Hardcore. So, um, Tyler Pitlick is uh, of, I mean, okay, let's just talk about new stars in general. Okay, let's do it. So, Tyler Pitlick is probably my favorite of all of them. Um, And... So far, anyway. And part of that is that while I love Alexander Radulov and all of the ways that I sing his name in my head, um, I have some concerns about Radulov's game in general. But, like, Tyler Pitlick on a line with Antoine Roussel and Radic Faxa is basically the best thing to happen to the bottom six in forever. I mean, it's probably the best fourth line in hockey. I am because amazed. that's a third line in, in every other league, every other team. Yeah, I'm amazed. I'm amazed by them, to be honest. Um, I I really every time I look up and I'm like, damn, this 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 line is doing well. Who is this? And I'm like, oh wait, it's Tyler Pitlick's line. Um, and the way, like I was looking up his shot placement the other this morning when I was writing an article for Defending Big D, and I was like. He's. It was pointed out to me early this early this season that um, I, even earlier this season, let me point this out that um, the stars did have a high shot count, but one of the problems with the high shot count that they had is their shot placement <laughs> and the fact that they were getting a high shot count off of sixty foot wristers and like that's only going to work sometimes and you've got to change it up and try other things and. Tyler Pitlick has not actually scored himself yet, but I was looking at his shot placement, and he is really, actually, very good at getting in close and crashing the net and making, like, you know, taking the puck all the way into a zone instead of just getting across the blue line and throwing it on the net in hopes that magic happens. I I would question that. I mean, not not the Tyler Pitlick part. Let me just say that. I would question the fact that somebody said, oh, no, we're taking low-quality shots because the Stars have dominated in high-quality shots in every single game they've played. 
Every single one. Like even it was the, against I think Vegas. This was the second game that they were that this was said because that was the one against the Blues where it was just like nothing they could do would was any good at okay. all. Okay, I mean, and that was like to be fair, the worst game of all of their games as far as shots were concerned, yeah. like shot share. But they still came out ahead as far as high quality were concerned. So it's not true. Like, and like true, as a, but they had an overwhelming number of shots from the point. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I guess maybe, like, if you take it for game for that feedback, but it's not actually been any sort of part of their game as a rule. Um, no. It definitely and wasn't like against said, Vegas. That was said the second game of the season, so, yeah. like... Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually one of the best things about the Stars this season, is that they are... I mean, it's just crazy good. They're num- the way they're playing... And the way they are actually taking on the ice is really, really effective. Like, really effective. And it's crazy yeah. that we are, haven't scored as much as we've scored. Or haven't scored more than we've scored, I should say. Yeah, if you look at the Dallas Stars um, shot placement for that second game, all of it is above the dots. Oh, okay. But yeah, like except the, for <laughs> except for Pitlick and Shore, actually, who were on a line together that game. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at Vegas, the game before, it wasn't like that at all. So that was probably just the Blues doing a really good job of pushing us out, and yeah. not the Stars having a bad like not the Stars like choosing to play that way. You know oh I mean? yeah, no, the Vegas distribution, the game against Vegas, the distribution is very, very different for sure. Yeah, so I mean again, like, I, if you're a Stars fan I wouldn't worry too much about no, that. No, I was not actually worried about that, but it was more that I was just like, really impressed with Tyler Pillick in general and yeah. his quality. But like, this isn't true in the beginning of the season because he wasn't playing with Roussel and Fox in the beginning of the season. But since he's been playing with Roussel and Fox, he's been that line has been better about driving play into the um, offensive zone, mm-hmm. even though they get a lot of defensive zone starts. Yeah, which is impressive to me because yeah. they're controlling the play instead of being controlled. Um, they're not chasing the puck as much. And um, <laughs> I, I, I have not been able to find a GIF or a video of this, but I don't know if you saw it. I can't remember which game it was even. It was, you know, obviously within the last six. But um, um, Pitlick got tripped on his way into the zone and, like, literally somersaulted <laughs> on the ice. And all of us who were watching were like, wait a minute, what the fuck just happened to Pitlick? And then he gets up and just skates off like nothing happened. It was hilarious. <laughs> No, I, honestly, I didn't see that. What the crap, buddy? It was it was deeply, deeply hilarious when it happened. <laughs> it had to have been the first or second game. I'm sorry, I missed that. Damn it! I love great. I love stupid hockey stuff. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just crazy shenanigans. It was really, really funny. Uh, so my favorite thing about this year's stars so far is our improved special teams. Yeah, the power play in particular has been very exciting. Although I mean, not last game, but yeah. we didn't really get a lot of opportunities last game either. Well, and I mean, the 
it, the power play has been so good. But we mean we kind of knew it'd be good, but we also didn't really realize it could be this good. But like we knew, like with Radulov on there and some extra options, it was going to be good, right? Like we had an idea, but then uh-huh. I had no goddamn clue how good the pen- penalty kill could be. None. Yeah. Like I was like, I, I saw this penalty kill, and I was like, wait, what? Like what? This isn't my team. This can't be my team. And and Tyler Sagan on the penalty kill. Where did that come from? John Klingberg on the penalty kill. Like, these are new and exciting and different and effective things. And I'm just, like, over the moon about it. I believe that is Hitch asking his players to be more defensive. Well, I mean, it's working. It's working hardcore. The stars are literally, because I pulled the numbers this morning... Um, prior to tonight's game, the Stars are the best defensive team in the NHL. Oh, damn. Just as predicted, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, everybody saw that coming. <laughs> everybody saw that coming. Um, so, so are we that good defensively when Alexiak is actually in the lineup, or does Honka make a difference? Um, Honka is... So Honka has the highest what's called expected goals percentage and expected uh-huh. goals is basically like super advanced Corsi. So with Corsi, it just counts your shots, right? All of right. it. What expected goals does is takes not only the location of that shot, but what type of shot it was um, and some other information and calculates the probability of trying to get a goal off of that shot. And so obviously higher probability is better. Right, and so even though you have two shots from the point, depending on the person taking it, one per, one point one shot is more likely to be a goal. So, like John Klingberg is going to be more likely to score a goal from the point than Mark Mathot types to, you know, kind of thing. So there's lots uh-huh. of different variables that go into this. So it's not a straight count. Like Corsi is a straight count of shots, so it's not right. a shot count. But it is a really good and better, more predictive way of telling you who's likely to actually score and which team is more likely to win and stuff like that. So, uh, Julius Honka has a 67% expected goals. And that's really, really good. I mean, it's not like, it's now, so like for, for, for context, Dallas is the second best team in the NHL right now with this at 60%. Yeah, second best at 60%. So, like, as a baseline, Dallas has a 60% expected goals rate right now. Um, But Julius Honka is the best of all the defensemen at 67. Um, Jamie Alexiak is actually quite high. He's at 62. Um, What I will say about that, though, is, A, there was that game when he and Honka had a good game together, playing together. So I think there was some influence there. And what bothers me about Alexiak's game is you can still see the flaws in his decision-making process. So, but more than either one of them, um, the fact that we have a better defensive system, that we're being the best defense, that we are the best defense in, in the NHL right now, is to do to Ken Hitchcock. And, you know, credit where credit is due. He came in, he put together a system where we play five-man defense, because I know you know the forwards are so much more involved offensively than they I have ever seen them. And so we're really, really playing as a team 
defensively and not just kind of waiting for the two defenders to actually get the puck back type sort of situation. Um, and it's working. It's working really, really well. And it's going to make a guy like Jamie Alexiak look better than he really is. Unfortunately, because for whatever reason, Ken Hitchcock seems to think that the sun just shines out of his ass. Yeah. And I think it's really a really strange decision that he's scratching Honka, who has literally been the best defender uh, by expected goals for Jamie Alexiak. Because it's not like Honka has bad defensive numbers and just making it up with offense. He's he's got good both. And bringing in Alexiak, you're going to get still good defensive numbers because of the system but you're going to downgrade significantly in offensive numbers because he's not very good at driving play forward. Because that requires more thought and decisions. So that that's really where I'm like, why are we doing this? But, you know, I mean, overall, like, it's been a really fun kind of start to the season to be a Stars fan. Like, I know we lost a lot in those first four games, but at the same time, like, you could see the process working. And that was really cool. Um, I will say the one thing that does slightly concern me, and not and by slightly I mean slightly, like very very slightly, is we're actually putting up um, pretty low offensive numbers from what I would consider right now. Um, so, like I said, we have the best defense by XG in the entire league, um, but for offense, we're sitting still top 10 but number nine and for the players that we have and the money we spent on radulov and oh sorry not nine that was somebody else oh tied for ninth so yeah for like i mean if you look at the fact that we only managed to score one goal on vegas and their first game as a fucking franchise and i mean granted we were playing against mark andre Fleury, but like that team barely has a system yeah. <laughs> the fact that we could only score one goal or the fact that we could only score two goals last night against uh, a rookie defenseman playing his first NHL game. Yeah, a rookie goalie, yeah. Against, sorry, yeah, I meant goalie. This, it's late. Yeah, you uh, are, we're tired. <laughs> we are. I cannot stop yawning. And, um, you know, against a team that hasn't won a game yet. So, I mean, I'm... That is an area of concern for me, for sure, because that's supposed to be our strength, is outscoring our, our like, defectiveness in other areas. Yeah. Not that there, I'm not saying that there are a ton of areas in which we're defective, because there just aren't, but, like, you know. Yeah, no. And we're I, supposed I, to be I, better at I agree. Like, I mean, we should, we should be not just a top 10 def- uh, offense, we should be a top 5 offense with the people yeah. we have. And, um, I, part of the scoring thing will change. Um, I think, so we're still currently rocking a 4.1 shooting percentage at even strength, um, which is ridiculously low. Um, that's yeah. actually the lowest in the NHL. That's even cool. lower than, yeah, that's even lower than Montreal and lower than Edmonton, both of whom have worse records. So, like, <laughs> we're we're really kind of, we're getting, we did get stoned quite a bit by guys like Flurry, by guys like Aiden Hill, like, so. Aiden, who spells his name A-I. 
A D I N. I'm just like, are you are you joking right now with me? Yeah. So what is this please? I would like to see a little more generation of offense. I'm not worried about the the percentage. The percentage will come, but I would like to be top five in generation. We should be tight. We should be higher than Chicago. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I feel about it. We should be higher than New Jersey. <laughs> we should definitely be higher than New Jersey for crying out loud. I mean, we're close to New Jersey, but we're not higher. Like we should be. High- we should be at least as high as L.A. You know. Um. But, but I, I'm very, very happy with the way things have turned around defensively. And if we can add that piece, then I think I think we'll be a, a very scary team. A very so let's scary talk about team. Ben Bishop, because I think he has also been a key point in our favor after he got used to the Stars and the Stars got used to him. I, you know what, like, I'm... I still think the contract's too long, and I still think he's not going to play as much as some people think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play every game, and I, too, am just as worried about his groin as any person (laughs) who knows that he's prone to groin injuries. Um, Let me say groin like six more times. Groinal region? His groinal region. But... Um, I mean, just watching him in these first six games, like, I mean, there were times that last game that, like, honestly, if he had not made some of the huge stops that he made, that, like, uh, we would have not seen Kari or Niami make last season, um, that, like, Arizona would have won that effing game last night, (laughs) and it would have been awful, because we would have been... Aiden Hill's first NHL win <laughs> in front of his mother, who was there. Auden. Instead. I feel like oh, we can call him Auden. Just like what? That's A D I N. Like screw Aiden. Wait, do we actually think it's Auden? Is no, just... I'm just being a dick. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I should has been really I know good. I have seen you be, like, prevaricate about Bishop on Twitter, and I think that you are um, a little less excited about him than the rest of the the Telestars fan base. And I'm not saying that I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on him either, but, like, I'm more excited about him after six games than I was when over the offseason when we signed him. Yeah, no, and I think, think, honestly, like, though, my thing is that, like, if we get league average goaltending, I'll be happy. If we get above league average goaltending the entire time, I'll be fucking ecstatic. Like, like I, like I'm very like just trying to keep my expectations tempered because I am very concerned about his health. And, but no, I mean there is no fault to be found with him for the, through the first six games whatsoever. None. Um, looking just quick at his stats, like he's got he's rocking like a. 4.25 goals saved above average. Uh-huh. Through through 6 games. Uh-huh. So that's pretty dang good. Um so yeah, like I mean you definitely no one can fault his performance so far. Like I said, all of my t- 
tentativeness comes from looking at a longer stretch, you know, a full season. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, like, I really love, um, I really love what I've seen so far. And I really, like, not even just, like, the big saves and stuff, but things like being better able to control his rebounds, which Kari has long struggled with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's really good at moving the puck forward, with, like, long stretch passes to exiting defensemen and stuff like that, which has not been a huge part of the Stars game, which was something that the Stars players had to get used to. Yeah. Uh, But, like, now that... I I feel like it's really started clicking in the last two games or so, and I'm really excited to see how that continues to work and if Kari can pick that up, too. Um I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I'm just, I'm really excited about that aspect of his game as well. Yeah, that that should be a lot of fun, especially with how fast some of our guys are. That could be a lot of fun. Here's my thing about Ben Bishop, and I don't know if you got to see it because I think you were probably at your your family's. So Sean Shapiro put an article out today on Wrong Side of the Red Line, and I will will admit that I don't um, subscribe to Sean's stuff yet. Um, It's on the list of things to subscribe to, but I have priorities and uh but even just like the first couple paragraphs made me love ben bishop in a way i have never loved ben bishop before and it's about ben bishop and calming down his defenseman on ice oh wow and hang on i'm just gonna go ahead and pull it up because i'm gonna read this to you and i think it actually probably has a to do with what we're seeing from name trader Asa Lindell. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. What is up with his name? We might as well just call uh, it's him a Lindell new player. Now, uh, sure. It's Lindell. Anyway, so here's how this, this article starts. Ben Bishop is the voice of reason for the Dallas Stars defenders. Asa Lindell put his head down pulled a loose puck out of a scrum of bodies and planned on shooting it the length of the ice as the Dallas Stars clung to a 3-2 third period lead against the Detroit Red Wings on October 10th. But a voice told him not to ice the puck. Instead, Lindell picked up his head, saw he had space, and carried the puck out of the zone. That's the type of impact Ben Bishop has had on the Stars' defense. Wow. If one of the things I noted specifically after that game was how much more confident Lindell seemed with the puck and how he was less trying to make like the safe play and start better make actually like the best choice. And if Ben Bishop is part of the driving force, like encouraging him to weigh his options and make better choices, then like, his entire contract is worth it. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? I have to say, like that right there sounds to me like a reason that any any amount that we want to pay him is more than enough. Yeah. Or like even maybe not enough. Like let's add on some more like <laughs> Would you like me to bring you baked goods, Ben Bishop? Right? Like, like, if you would keep you like making a cake. These trash pandas play better. <laughs> Yeah, so I honestly, I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, Ben Bishop, thank you so much. (laughs) Because he has actually, I mean, I have been really, really impressed. I mean, really, I mean, new name, new new person, I guess, new name, new player. 
uh, Lindell has been a lot better. He looks like more like he did when he was in the AHL, when he was actually quite de- good. And yeah. he came to the NHL, and it was like, what the hell is going on here? This guy, like, is the most scary... Who are you doing with, you with the kid that was so much better? Exactly. So, I'm super, super happy about this whole situation right here. That's awesome. That makes me happy. Do we want to go into reader questions? Let's go into reader questions. Okay. So I kind of put these two together because they're kind of similar. Uh, and I'm going to ask, should I ask? I will, I'll ask you because I know what I'm talking about as far as putting them together. Uh, so Tanner asks, who's the first to get called up from Texas this season? But this is a misleading question because Ramey Ellie has already been called up. What um, did you just I said it was kind of a misleading question because Ramey Ellie has already been called up. From Texas. I'm pretty sure it's Remy, Remy Ellie. Because it's an to, E, not an A. Uh, in French, if you put the accent over it, it'd be Remy, which is what I'm used to seeing. <laughs> and I, he may not do it, but I'm just saying, I, why are you, I mean, first and foremost, it's a pronunciation of a name. Like, let's start there and assume that I have it wrong. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. But Andrew goes, Andrew L.A. asks, and this is like a good, you know, ancillary to the other question. Why Remy Ellie over Jason Dickinson? I mean, Hitch only knows. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I don't have a good reason for that. I have no idea why Remy Ellie over Jason Dickinson. Honestly, I, I either. I honestly thought Jason Dickinson would get the first call up. If I had to, like, guess... It's because Ellie is more of a bottom nine skater and they might want to put Dickinson into a top six role if somebody gets injured as opposed to like trying to force him to play in our bottom six. But I was be more worried about that last season when I had, we had like a very, very clear delineation. And this uh-huh. year we have basically Jason uh, Spezza playing as three C. down there on the fourth line. Yeah, so it's. I feel like there's less of a concern there. I mean, it might just be, but it might be minutes because Jason Dickinson is playing, if I remember correctly, top line on AHL, which just means he gets more time. And that's yeah. always a good thing for a young guy. I do think he'll be the second call up from the AHL this season, though. Yeah. Unless me the too. defenseman, but why would that happen? Can't think of a reason we have an extra one already. Yeah, exactly. So, do you want to ask this other question, or should I ask it, too, since it's still Andrew? Um, I mean, I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. What would you like to do? <laughs> I'm just going to ask it, then. Okay. So, Andrew L.A. also asks, when will Julius Honka pass Sagan in number of Jordy Howe hat tricks? Did you do that on purpose? Nope. Just in my head now. In the head. I cannot Gordy wait to Howe. continue to call it Jordy Howe hat trick <laughs> for the rest of your life. I'm gonna, it's uh, gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure it happens because I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna call it only that when I'm talking to you. God damn it. Uh, see, first of all, for Hunka to pass Sagan and the number of Jordy Howe hat tricks that he gets. 
He would have to be playing the game. <laughs> so I can't tell you because I don't know when the next time Hitch is going to rotate him in. But I imagine that it would be maybe one or two games after that that he would finally score. <laughs> and then what, whatever game he first scores in, which I, I assume would be maybe his fifth or sixth game. Let's see. We'll find out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll take baby murder eyes a little, that long, so. My favorite thing about that Tyler Sagan fight, other than the fact that he was fighting to defend Jamie's honor, was the look at the bench afterwards. <laughs> Where, like, every single player is sitting there in shock, like, wait, Tyler just fought somebody? And then you get down at the end of the picture, it's Yulia Tonka, who is, like, leaning over the boards, like, Yeah! <laughs> Like, Baby Murder Eyes is so excited that that happened. It was great. <laughs> but, uh, first of all, Andrew, I feel like I feel like it will happen this season if it ever actually, if he gets enough games. So let it happen. Gotta play yeah. those law of averages. Yeah. So Julia asks if you have any feelings on the Hemsky baby. I'm pro-Hemsky baby. I mean, are any of us anti-Hemsky baby? That's two beautiful people making what is probably going to be the most gorgeous child together. No. No, I don't think anyone is anti that. No. Except maybe, like, Canadians fans, but that's because they're rabid. They don't Why like... would Canadian fans be anti-babies? Because Hemsky hasn't played very well for them. Yeah, but then he'll have the baby and he'll get his baby goal. Okay, one goal. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying, Canadian. Don't don't expect logic from Canadians fans. Well, sure, they're Canadians fans. Exactly. Uh, so I'll ask the next question too, since you asked two questions in a row. Sounds good. Feelings on the knowledge that when Tyler snuggles his dogs, he's the little spoon. Well, he has only labs, so, like, that's... I feel like that's the logical way to do it. I mean... I've honestly also seen him be the big spoon snuggling his dogs, so, like, I feel like it. Prob- he probably is an Ambie Spooner. <laughs> um, I really I really feel like it's probably... It probably goes both ways uh, with the spooning. And that was just, that just happened to be the one that was caught on camera that night. They heard it here first. Tyler Sagan goes both ways. He's an ampy spooner. <laughs> With uh, him and Jordy Howe hat trick. <laughs> I'm never, never going to say it right again. No. Nope. Um, so Julia has a couple more questions. Uh, what are the stars doing better at this year, and what are they doing at worse? So, they're obviously doing better defensively, as previously discussed, and they're doing worse at scoring goals, which, um, hopefully, one of those <laughs> gets better. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, if we just want to keep winning one-goal games or two-goal games the rest of the season, I'll be happy as long as we keep winning. Um 
and our defense keeps playing the way it is, but, like, I'm always more comfortable when we have, like, a five-goal cushion. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would love, I would love us to get up to, like, 10 to 1 against, or 10, <laughs> 10 to 1. Um, that'd be a great score to finish a game at, but. I mean, honestly, like, we've been so trained to, like, fear any lead that's not six goals. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, I'm not saying they almost fucked it up last night, but they almost fucked it up last night. Like, that la- that goal from Radulov happened in the last minute of play that took them up to 3-1. Um, and in after they went up 2-0, they basically stopped playing, just like you've seen them do a million times before that. Like, in the ne- after the second goal, in the next, like, maybe, I think they said, like, 10 or 11 minutes of play, the shot differential was 4 to 11. Ooh. I know. We're like the it, it and the, and the funny thing is it it still looked good for the Stars in total count because they had been up so many shots. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they stopped taking them and it was like the the Coyotes still hadn't caught up. But, like, they'd more than doubled what the Stars were doing over the last 10-minute period. And it was just kind of like, y'all, you can't do this. You've only got a two-goal lead. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was a one-goal lead. And then they pulled their goalie. And then you're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yep. So, anyway. And that's, and that's the like, my main concern with defensive-style hockey is that you shelter and, like, you cannot freaking turtle up after you get a lead. Exactly. Especially no not. Lead is safe. Yeah. No lead is safe. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. So anyway, that's what they're doing both better and worse. Uh Julia also asks, how can we fix the Adidas jersey collars not to look so dumb? So I have I have two suggestions. One, we either play up the jersey collars that look like pilgrim collars and put big brass buckles on everybody's skates and make the helmets look like pilgrim hats. Um, and that would be my number one suggestion for fixing the collars is to just go all out, whole hog. Like, let's fucking do this, right? Um <laughs> My other suggestion is to go back to the fucking Reebok jerseys because there was nothing wrong with them. Okay. What if we bedazzled the collars? Like, that's a thing. Like, those, like, pilgrimly looking collars, but, like, they're all jeweled. Like, that's a necklace style these days. That is. That is. Um, I just worry about them skating with, like, pointy bits of metal that close to their face. I mean, they could be plastic. True. I mean, you know, I'm all, I'm here for a bedazzled look. I'm, I'm always here for bedazzling. Bedazzle the shit out of everything. Go for it. <laughs> bedazzled collars, bedazzled jerseys, bedazzled so, hitches tie. Speaking of those collars... <laughs> I really like what Jen says. Uh, Our good friend Jen says, Jersey collars make everyone look like they're named Fears the Lord or 
repentance is a virtue or something <laughs> not great. Oh my Which, god. Not a question, but it's a very, very true observation. So I started listening. So I have a 45-minute drive home. And actually, oh, most, of the, most of the time, it's more like an hour, hour and 15 on the way home. Um, because there's a lot of traffic. On the way there, it's fine. On the way there, it's nice. But I've started listening to podcasts on the way home. Uh, like, funny, chill history podcasts, mostly. But I started listening to one for QI, which is, if you're not familiar with it, is a, like, British game show comedian show whatever um and they just basically talk about random facts and make fun of them and make jokes and this is the podcast version of it um and it's called no such thing as fish and on the podcast i was listening to today they were talking about the mayflower so jen's little names fears the lord or whatever aren't actually that far off from some of the actual names that came over no. on the May- Mayflower. And, like, actually, there is one guy whose uh, kids, very one of the more famous guys that came over on the Mayflower, his kids, he was named William, which is, like, perfectly normal. He named his daughter True Love. Oh, Lord. And he named his son Wrestling. I'm sorry. Did you just say Wrestling? I did. As in Greco-Roman? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Like wrestling with the Lord? Like, I don't know. His last name, or his first name was Wrestling. That is so weird. Yep. But if you have a very long I mean, drive that you could be potentially filled with road rage, I suggest you fill it with no such thing as fish instead. There is a biblical story about Jacob wrestling with God. So, like, physically wrestling with God. So, I can kind of see where a pilgrim would use the word, the name wrestling. But also, why don't you just call your fucking kid Jacob? (laughs) Why are you calling him wrestling? (laughs) Okay, so, story time. Um, when I was living in Tennessee for two years, uh, I was on an army base school with a lot of other kids who were not actually from Tennessee and we all had varying accents of wherever the fuck we were originally from or not, no accent at all. Um, but our teachers were all from the area, uh, and I had never had more than one syllable in my name before. It was very strange. Um, but the I distinctly remember the assistant principal um, trying to sell my friend and me on the idea of going to a wrestling match on our student like ID, which got us into any sporting event for the school. Uh, but instead of calling it a wrestling match, he called it a wrestling match. Oh no! We were gonna go see a wrestling match, and I, for uh, like, honest to God, for like maybe five minutes of that conversation, I didn't know what sport he meant. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure what he means. <laughs> Somebody help me, please. <laughs> wrestling. We're gonna go. We, Matt, that man is wrestling with the Lord. <laughs> Can you imagine that? 
coming over on the Mayflower. This, this is my daughter, True Love, and my son, Rasslin. I'm going to look up Puritan names. Hang on. Puritan <laughs> names. There were a lot List of bizarre like... religious nomenclature used by the Puritans. There was a lot of. Oh like... my God! Is number seven on this list. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is one child. Dancil Dalphibo, Mark Anthony Gallery Caesar. No. Stop. Who is the son of Dancil Dalphibo, Mark Anthony Gallery Caesar? <laughs> Number two on this list is Praise God, whose last name is Barebone. <laughs> Praise God, Barebone. Number three on this list is If Christ had not died for thee, thou hadst been damned. Then what's their last name? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, his last name is Barbin. What? No, that's a person? Yeah, that's a person. Oh no, my god! Are, I'm sorry, no, these are all real people. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, no. Um, Dancil Delphibo Mark Anthony Gallery Caesar was born in 1676. No, no, but what about the Praise God guy? Not Praise God. The other one. Praise God, Praise God Barebone was born in 1653. If Christ had not died for thee, thou hadst been damned, went by the name Nicholas. <laughs> He has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Christ did not die to be the damned Barbin was born in 1640 <laughs> and lived to the ripe old age of 58. <laughs> it's a really fun imagine, game. Can you imagine that guy getting into trouble and his mom like calling him? <laughs> uh, number nine is Fly Fornication. What? I I feel like that might have been a black sheep of the family. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, okay, so there is apparently a child that was named Damned Barebone. Why would you do that to your kid? I don't I mean, know. That's but like a dog he, his, his brother was Jesus Christ came into the world to save. He went by the name Aiden. <laughs> A-D-I-N. A-D-I-N. There's, there's also a Job raked out of the ashes. Jaden, with an extra Y in there. And uh, has descendants. <laughs> How would you know that as a baby? I don't know. Then the apparently the cruel cruelest Puritan names humiliation. Oh no, no merit. <laughs> and we thought we had like self esteem problems in our generation. Sorry for sin, Coopered. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, these are so weird. Oh my god, there's a kill sin. There's a kill sin. Uh, yeah, but all my friends call me Tim. All my friends call me Tim. Oh my god. These are so weird. Oh my god. 
Oh my god, his last name was Pimple. <laughs> Kilsin Pimple? His name was Kilsin Pimple. And he had the ugliest hook nose I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, that poor man. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Okay, all right, let's stop that. I'm sorry. <laughs> just... Now, once we started talking about it, I had to look. Oh, my um, gosh. That, that you know, I feel like that was, like, the highlight of, like, the last, like, year of podcasts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's probably true. It's honestly, it's the one that's going to age the well, the wellest, <laughs> is what I almost said. The best. <laughs> I'm going to have a child and name it Wellest. <laughs> wellest Jordy Howe. See if I fucking don't care, Lynn. <laughs> Even if I have to adopt a child to do it. No, they'd probably take that child away if I did that. <laughs> okay, we have to finish a podcast because I've got to, uh, to bathe at some point here. Okay, so <laughs> the next question that Jen asks is why Alexiak, which I feel like we have covered. <laughs> um, no, Mary. podcast and then we can both go to bed thoughts on the new jersey devils partner partnering with the riveters do you expect any more nhl or nwhl partnerships uh i think it is a good thought um no i think it's really great i um i love it I, it sounds like they're gonna do a couple like almost, like, double headers in the season, like, where the Riveters will play, like, in the morning, and then the Devils will play in the evening or whatever, which could That's help, cool. which is pretty cool, and, um, yeah, I think there probably is going to be more, more partnerships like that coming. I know that's something that from the NWHL's perspective, they're really looking into doing, um, and it's not like they don't already practice at the Bruins rink, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, Amanda Kessel has some, uh, some contacts in the NHL. Um, I mean, a few, I guess. And uh, they actually did play, you know, their all-star game at the um, Penguins practice arena. So that, you know, they they definitely have some, some already, like, some good networking going on there. So I wouldn't be surprised. And it's not like, and the Buttes play at the Harbor Center, which is where the Buffalo practice facility is, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's more of that coming. 
Yeah. That, that would be cool. That would be good for the NWHL. <sighs> oh, show. They're actually the, like, the Metropolitan Riveters now because of that partnership, which is weird. I'm not used to it yet. Call them I'm the, sorry, say that again? They're the Metropolitan Riveters now, not the New York Riveters. I'm sorry. Say that one final time. They're the Metropolitan Riveters now. No, I heard you every single time. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't, like, blacking out. No, you weren't blacking out. I know one insulted Jamie Ben. Worst name. I know. It's not great. And they changed the the uniforms. Like, they still have Rosie. Like, they'll never get rid of Rosie. Um, but now they're, like, really boring looking. And it's kind of sad. Why, why, would you, why would you make it worse? Well, I mean, they could be the Kilsin Riveters, so. I mean. That actually probably wouldn't be worse. It probably wouldn't be worse. But then they'd have to go get those, like... Wait, they made them red? They're they're red and black now, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, they're not pretty. I don't like it at all. I mean, bless you girls. I hope you have amazing seasons, but... Dang, I don't... I I miss the blue and the white. Mm Mm-hmm. That was good. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Oh, and this has been Hockey and Puritans with Deeper <laughs> Hockey. With your host, Jesus Christ is dead for Had Jesus Christ not died for thee, thou hast been damned. And you can Chilton, find me at <laughs> Kilson Wilkie. You can find me on Twitter at Kilson. <laughs> I'm changing my Twitter handle to watch. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna make no. Joe break out of the ashes. <laughs> Do you think that would all fit? I don't know, but for real, uh, my name is Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish, and you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And you can email us if you have a longer question comment. Or great Puritan story at gmail.com. You can find our Tumblr at departhockey.tumblr.com and our official blog at departhockey.wordpress.com. And that's all we have for you today. Bye.